You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. Oh, I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him 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 out the Welcome to the Anik. Well, I start again. Too many radio programs. Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. The most famous producer at 3CR, if not the world. What's your name again? You can't remember it, can you? No, I can't remember you, no. You've been my producer for two years. <laughs> who are you? Everyone knows who I am. No, they don't. I need no introduction. They don't know who you are. They don't know who you are, Kelly. They don't know you, Kelly. They don't know you, Kelly. Kelly, that's right. They don't know you, Kelly. I thought it was your twin sister for a minute. <laughs> now, you've pulled, you put your hand in the barrel and you've pulled out I a have. very exciting little squirmy little person called... Not a squirmy little person at no, all. No. Well, I'd be squirmy if I had your bloody head... <laughs> hand around me neck, pulling me out of a barrel. True, true. You know. Look, we've got Vicky Vakanitos, and she'd be wondering what this is all about. How are you, Vicky? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Now, Vicky, before we go to this, a star, a star is born. A star is born, Vicky. Did he get the pronunciation of your surname right, Vicky? No, he did not. No, he but didn't. Vakanitos. Dios. No, still not good, no. Tell Unless me. you've misspelt it. Tell me. Well, uh, not me, it's her. He's producer. dyslexic, that's why, and Kelly. there's nothing wrong with that. Of course <laughs> not. Vaconidios. Vaconidios. Dios. God, am I speaking to God? Oh, no, one of God's people, probably. Oh, one of yeah. God's people, right, that's good. <laughs> Dios, Dios. That's, yes. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. It's, it's, there's a few, couple of different nationalities in that. So. Yeah, there's, there's Spanish, mm. there's Greek. Yeah. Yeah, Italian. That? Italian, Dios, yeah. Con, di- con, con Dios. Con Dios. In Italian, yeah. I'd yeah. say. Yeah, con Dios. With, yeah. with God. With God, yeah, con Dios. Mm. Yeah, con Dios. I feel blessed. Well, you should be blessed. Yeah. Kelly picked you to be interviewed <laughs> by myself. Now, I'm going to ask a serious question, because we do ask the serious questions on Radical Australia. Now, Go for it. Kelly told me you're an open book and I can ask you any question I like. Is you that... can. All right. Can I ask you, what colour 
is the lint in your belly button? Oh, well, guess what? I wouldn't be able to find it because it's actually a deep belly button. So oh. if there is any lint in there, it'd be in my stomach. It'd be in your stomach. So you're not one of these people who kind of puts the shower on the navel and, you know, cleans it out? Of course, but I just can't go deep. It's, it's actually a deep opening, my belly button. Is it? Yeah, something I've never shared with the world. Oh, that's, we ask the important <laughs> questions here on Radical Australia. So where, where were you born? I was born in Australia. Where? Uh, in Colton, at the Women's Hospital. Right, at the Jesse McPherson or the actual Women's Hospital? Actual Women's Hospital, the uh, original. Well, that's a bit unusual, that deep belly button. Usually I know. It's a bit more superficial. Obviously, they, they kind of cut it a little bit low. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I'm, I'm yeah. as unique as everybody else, I suppose. Well, you are unique. Mm, definitely. You're a unique human being. Unique. <laughs> There's nobody else on the planet that's ever been like you. Because we're all what, the what same. Is... We're all unique. That's right. Yeah. Isn't I'm... that cool? Well, that's what we are. Unique. Yeah. Each of us. Mm. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I could actually look at your belly button, and it'd be different to millions of other people on the planet. That's the way it is. Now, 100%. Vicky. <laughs> so, what year were you born, Vicky? Yes. I was born in nineteen seventy-four. Seventy-four. And... Seventy-four. Right. So you're just you're a relatively youngster compared to people like me. So you're born in seventy-four. You were born at the Women's Hospital in Carlton, and you've mm-hmm. got, and you've got this funny name. So yep. I assume your parents were migrants? Yes, they were. <laughs> Where did they come from? They came from Greece. Ah, are, they still yeah. al- are they still alive? They're still alive. Unfortunately, Mum has dementia, but she's right. still here. She's still with us, and Dad's still with us. He's right. caring for her. Right, that's lovely. Could you tell us something about your parents? Something about my parents. Okay, my... My father came from a very, very wealthy family. Uh, mm. He was brought up by maids. That's how wealthy they were. Mm. And they lived on an island in Greece. And my mother was from a village. Not very wealthy. Mm. <laughs> Not wealthy whatsoever. And they both made their own way to Australia and met at mum's uncle's house. And from there on, that's it. That's they decided it. to get married and had four mm. children. Four children and, and mm. brothers or sisters? Do you, do you have two sisters and one brother? And they're all still with us. They're all still with us. Right. So you can't say anything rude yeah. about anybody. You can't say anything rude about your family or your brothers <laughs> and sisters. I know. What a shame, right? Thinking, <laughs> exactly. oh, how can I get away with it? But that's okay. I'm not sure if they're listening today or not. But, well, yeah. the thing is, the program is going to be. <laughs> you podcast. never know, right? They're going to, it's <laughs> going to be podcast, and obviously, if you say rude things, you know, they may have Fine. a few million dollars to take you to court, take three CR to court for slander, because that's just okay, your I'll opinion. Nice. So I'll be nice. Well, you tell one's from a rich family, one's from a normal family. They met in Australia, love at first sight. But yep. what type of work did they do? Uh, okay, so mum was mum was actually a hairdresser mm-hmm. uh, from Europe, and so she travelled around Europe a little bit and did hairdressing. And when she came to Australia, she became a full-time mum. And Dad, basically, he ended up working in factories and did not follow, you know, sort of like along the family line of the business running side of things. What, so they cut him out of the will, did they? Well, they weren't very happy when he came to Australia Mm. without their permission. Mm. 
he was the only son, so it was a very big deal. So, yeah, unfortunately, he, he looked to be quite honest, he did lose quite a bit of inheritance because of it. Yeah, that's the way it was, you know. You had to do what your parents told you in those days. Mm. People forget yeah. how, how strict it was. So what was your upbringing like? Was it... Uh, very strict. Strict. Speaking was it, of strict, oh. Was it religious strict. strict or just morally no. strict or... Oh, speaking of religion, we basically broke we were brought up with three different religions in our home because okay. Dad's Catholic, right. Mum was Orthodox, and Mum's mm. uncles and brother, they were born-again Christian pastors. So Born-again Christian pastors. That's right. And they're not responsible for Mr Morrison's uh, Christianity, no. are they? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I think, I'm not sure the uncle does, yeah. Yeah, both my uncle and brother are still, yep, active. Mm-hmm. They're old, and, mm-hmm. you know, speaking in churches, yeah. but nothing to do with Scott Morrison, so we're okay. You're okay. <laughs> All right? We're okay. I have nothing to say, and I, we won't get food. All right. <laughs> All right. So, but, so, so you kind of, what? What did you do yeah, on so Sunday? Sure what happened on Saturday or Sunday? Oh, let me tell you about the strict side first, the question. Let yeah. me answer your question you asked. So yeah. it wasn't religious. So religious was sort of all over the place, okay? Yeah. Um, so it was just dad. He was very strict, like mm. a full-on Greek. I'm talking military. <laughs> we were up 8 o'clock Saturday mornings to strip the beds and make the beds. We'd clean walls, windows, did not have friends over, couldn't give our phone numbers out. So, yeah, I'm talking real strict. 18, I left home. That's right. how strict. That's how strict. Why do you think it was so strict? Uh, I, I think the fact that this is this is just me thinking mm. this. Uh, the fact that he was brought up by maids and didn't really have a father figure and mother figure, you know, there mm. sort of being attentive to him through his years of growing up, he didn't really know how, how what that feeling was, to be quite honest, and he just knew about strictness because that's how it was back in those days. Yeah, I, I think you've raised a No lot. emotion. Yeah. You've raised a really important point. I mean, we tend to, as we get older, we tend to understand where our parents were coming from and they're basically products of their upbringing as we are products of our upbringing. We, you know, when we're young, we don't, se- we don't seem to understand that. But as we get older, we get a little bit of insight. Yeah, 100%. I, I remember my father used to say to me, just wait till you're 50, Joe. You all know what it's all about. <laughs> situation? Well, quite interesting. Um, I actually was sent overseas for two years when I was four years old. 
Excuse and me. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yep. This is an unusual upbringing. You were sent Very. overseas Very. at the age of four. You weren't a bloody That's rebel right. at the age of four, were you? I don't know. <laughs> well, we, I did grow up in Bull Meadows, so I don't know. Was it in the bloodline? Yeah, I don't know. Broadly, yeah. Yes, yes. So I went Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, go on. A, this is fascinating. I've interviewed hundreds of people, and I've never known a girl or a guest who's been shipped back at the age of four. Who do you get shipped back to? What do you mean, who? My auntie. So my auntie couldn't have children. Ah, right. Which was my dad's father. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, dad's side. Right. My dad's sister. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't know what happened. Our mum ended up saying, okay, let's send the two young, uh, young ones. Yes. So my younger sister was two. Yeah. So we went overseas, and we were there for quite a very long time, I'd say two years. So they, mum, they took you across. Did your mum take you across, or you just plunked on the plane? No, an auntie, an auntie from here. Right. Mum's, mum's first cousin's cousin or sister. You <laughs> right. know how Greeks yeah, and yeah. Italians are, the cousins, 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 yeah, cousins. second, cousins, third, right? and never marry your first yeah. cousin. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, yeah, and... We went there, and so coming back to your question, mm-hmm. when I came back, Mum couldn't deal with it anymore. She was going literally, literally going crazy without mm-hmm. us. So she fought to get us back here and take us back off the auntie. So we, we did come back with that same auntie that took us there. Mm-hmm. And basically, on my first day of grade prep, I can still remember till this day... I was crying because I could not understand a word of English mm. and I thought they were laughing and teasing me. Yes. I, it, was such, it was so foreign to me, mm. even though I was born in Australia. So, yeah, not a word of English, same as you. You realise that uh, you almost uh, copied the Torres Strait Islander method of adoption where... Uh, and it's actually been put in legislation now in the last uh, 12 months. It's been an important piece of legislation which recognises traditional adoption. So if you've, got, if you've got a relative who's got no children because they're not able to conceive, yep. what, what happens is that the baby is given to those relatives to be reared as their own. For yep. example, when Eddie Marbo um, uh, took his uh, case to the High Court with uh, Father Rice and uh, another gentleman... His birth was questioned because he was actually adopted to another family by his original family. So it's a similar right. concept, you know. Yeah. 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 Just no paperwork involved whatsoever. No, 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 no one had a clue. That's right. Yeah, it's the same in your no situation. One knew. Yeah, they just went. I wonder how they got passports for you. Oh, hey, no. How would you do that back in those days? I did have it up until a few years ago. I lost it. Right. <laughs> I still had it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, interesting. Many questions unanswered. So was primary school hell or was it all right? Uh, look, back in, the, in those days, it was the WOG and the, and the Aussies. Yeah, you know, yeah. WOGs and Aussies, skippies, you know, kangaroos and, and the yep, WOGs. Yep. That, that, skips, that's exactly skips. how it was. Yep. yep. So, yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it felt like it, there was like a inside school war, really. There, mm. there was quite a bit of racism and things like that, but I was pretty cocky, so I didn't really care. But were you tough physically? I don't know. 
You don't no know. one took. No, no one wanted to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have been tough physically. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to play fight with everybody. All right. Um, and, and I and look, when I look back now, I actually look at it as bullying. To yeah. be quite honest, like I'm being serious now, and and I do have like I look back and I think, wow, like even though I wasn't meaning to be a bully it could be looked as bullying because I would try and get the girls to fight me and I'd be pushing them to fight me. But now as an adult and when I, you know, have an understanding of things, I think about what my life, my home life was like. Mm. So I would come out and try and bring the voice out in others so I'd get pushy with them mm. to make them speak up and have a voice where I didn't have a voice, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. of the strictness, you know. So did you go to high school? I did go to high school. And which high school can you... I did. You ready? Yep. Come on. Oh, I thought you would have guessed that one. Obviously Broadie High. Yeah, I did go to Broadie High. And I like <laughs> the way you said Broadie High, because that's like the acronym of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, Broadie. Yes. Broadie. Yeah, Although it's Broadie changed High. now. I was in Broadmeadows on Monday. It's changed. It's oh, changed. Well, it has. Yeah. It has. It's, it's almost, almost becoming yuppified in, certain, in the new houses that they're building. Amazing, isn't it? Mm, mm. Crazy. Yeah. Whole world, society, is just crazy. So, <laughs> but yeah, Broad Meadows and Upfield. Actually, I went to Upfield Secondary because I got I had to get I got forced to go uh, to Upfield and leave Broad Meadows. Why is that forced? What's going on here? All right, you want to hear that one? <laughs> I want to hear this wow. one. Yeah, first of all, you get deported to Greece and then you drag back, <laughs> and now you're thrown out of. Nobody gets thrown out of Broadie High. What's going on here? What did well, you do? Well, well, it wasn't because of, because of the school, so really, it was because at home, um, I sort of rebelled a little bit and wagged with, uh, it was so silly, like when I look back now, I, I wagged with my best friend, mm. who I'm still in touch with, who got caught, I was with a boy, my boyfriend at the time, and she had her boyfriend, they were best friends, mm. and obviously, it was obvious that we were wagging, because we were in the same class, we didn't think of it like that, and she got caught. She got caught, and obviously that's how I got caught, through her. By her getting caught, I got caught. And, yeah, next day I had to change schools. Bang. That's the strictness, yes. What happened to Bang. the boy? Out of there. What happened to the boy? Oh, he came and saw me a couple of times, and I dumped him because I heard he was, you know, playing around with other girls. Oh, right, the old story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the old story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what so, was Upfield yeah. High like? That one there was a bit challenging. Um, I, I did have a few of the year 10s, 11s sort of, you know, having an eye open thinking that, oh, yeah, she better keep away from my old guys. Like, and I'm thinking, what the frig? Like, <laughs> not interested in your old guys. But, yeah, it, it was a bit challenging because I, it, it was a bit annoying, you know, to sort of have older girls. I was, what, year nine? Mm. So it was, it was a bit annoying to sort of have girls sort of on your back you know, yeah. trying to stick up for yourself amongst that, yeah. you know, that age yeah. when you're in high school and in a new school. But other than that, I, I honestly, I dropped out. I just had no interest at all. What, at 15 you dropped out or before 15? 16, 16. 16. I actually started working when I was turning 14. I did lie about my age. Mm-hmm. And what so were you doing? I actually, uh, okay, so I'm going to take you back now. Pipeworks mm. Leisure Market. Yes. You know, come on, everybody knows Pipeworks, Leisure Market. No, it's, in, it's reopening it, now. It's, 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 in, it's a northern suburbs. We're not interested. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's well, not the CBD, is it? <laughs> so, 
Tell me again, though. <laughs> I was, what I was embroidering, I was collecting the rent. I've got 16 properties there. I collect the rent from oh, personal. Fair enough. You know, the old oh, Italian way, you know, you go, you knock yep. on the door, you. You still do the, that? Oh, all the, all the old Italians still do that. They collect it. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need any collectors? Like, you know, I'll just yeah. keep you in mind. Well, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. No, no, no I'm just joking there. But uh, I was actually, uh, yeah, look, I was seeing patients in Broadway. I do do, do home visits. Okay. It's disgusting, I know. Now, uh, now getting back to you. Like a doctor. Well, I may be. I, you, you don't yeah. know. But getting, no. I, could be, okay. I could be a masseur. I could be anything. I'm True. Just, I just True. said I was doing home Call visits. out, boy. Call Could out. be a call-out boy, call-out girl, whatever you like. <laughs> okay, go on. I'll be quiet. No, 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 no be quiet. Um, so, tell us what you did there. So, Pipeworks Leisure Market, my mm. first store, it was a very big market, very popular market. I'm, I'm sure many would, would know it. It closed mm. down, but it, I'm, I heard that it's opening up. I worked at many different stores at Pipeworks because I would get poached all the time. I started off in the kebab shop. Yep. Then I'd be doing um, morning and afternoon uh, open and close for Wendy's, which was next door because my older sister was working there. Mm-hmm. From there, I ended up in the jewellery and the newsagent shop. And then from there, I ended up in the fruit and veggies with the Italians. Oh, good Absolutely on you. loved that. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Well, it was Con, and, was con the Fruitra there, was it? No, they were full on, full blown Italians. No Greeks. No Greeks at this one. No Greeks, just Oh, hang on, Con the Fruitera, he is. Is he Italian? No, he's Greek. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know what he is. I don't know. Con, he might be. Yeah, yeah, Greek side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, no, pure Italians. And then from, from there, I actually ended up in the sports shop. And they ended up opening a the biggest sports shop in Melbourne, mm. um, which was Sports Bazaar at the time, mm. in Russell Street. Yep. So from the Virgin Mega Store, and I ended up leaving school, and I ended up there. Actually, I ended up in cafes. Then I ended up there. Right. And what did your dad think of all this? He didn't care. He was happy. He, well, when he saw my report, he saw I got an F, <laughs> and uh, he just threw it and started laughing and doing that. You know that rocky Greek look. You know, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It's a certain look the Greek dads, strict Greek dads have, or even right. the Italians, and right. uh, you know yep. that. that, that Disgust. Total disgust, yeah, yeah. A child, no child of mine gets an F. Or sarcastic lover laugh, and he yeah. just threw my report and said, oh, you might as well go work. <laughs> or if you're not good at school, go and work. Yeah. Leave school. I'm like, okay, done. But I also worked at Board of Works, so I had three jobs. I left school to have three jobs. Right. Uh, you're actually following the migrant pathway, the aspirational worker. Yeah, which mm. builds a lot on your people skills, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you learn so much through the older, you know, employers, through your, to me, they were my mentors. Yes, yes. And, and so I'm grateful because they're very wise and just, yeah, just even work ethics and everything. It's just something I'll never regret, to be quite honest. I learned a lot more out in the real world than I did at school. Yeah, well, it's different. You know, horses, for me, anyway. Horses for courses, as they say. Yep. And obviously sometimes you're just meant not to succeed at school. It's that simple because of uh, pressures in your background or dif- yes. different aspirations. Yes. So you yep. left home at 18. Was there a 
was there some type of explosion and he just wandered out in a fit of temper well, or did he just plan it methodically? Um, I always used to say I was going to leave home from when I was very young and I used to, and I ran away like two or three times, mm, mm. <laughs> but I didn't really go far. <laughs> I got caught and I'd get home and there'd be pictures of me on the table that they were showing the police. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got to go in a divvy van. Right. Uh, yeah, because I ran away and got caught. Right. But, um, they didn't even put you in the front seat. They put you in the divvy van. In the divvy van. How old were you? I was um, 14. Oh, that's all right. You can go to the divvy van. And, and I remember, yeah, but I remember, uh, you know, because it was with my cousin, I remember Dad, as soon as I, they opened the back doors for me to get out, Dad lifted his arm up to hit me. Mm. And the police sort of grabbed his arm and said, no, nah, no, nah, mate, you know, I want to hit the kids. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, but this is little Greece. This is little Greece. This is my home. I'm the king. <laughs> He just sort of looked with his anger and look, and then when we got inside, like, we copped it, of course. Yeah. But, but yeah. But, you know, we were naughty kids mm. to our parents. Mm. But, yeah, so I had that from um, many years. So I decided that, so, you know, when, as soon as I was 18, I was working. Uh, I got offered, like, a fully, like, um, maintained, what was it, a bungalow, which had a kitchen, it had mm. a dining room, mm. and its own bathroom, and I thought... Yeah, why not? Cool. Why not? Yep. Yeah, this is cool. So yeah, I, I left. So was everything you dreamed about, or were there no. problems? Um, no, I didn't. What I learnt about myself, like when I look back now, back then I didn't know it. How naive I actually was, and didn't know anything to do. I, I had no idea what it was like to live. I had no idea about finances. I had no idea about you know bills and rent. And, like I wasn't taught any of that, so it was all a big surprise to me. <laughs> I, I didn't even know about saving money. I used to help my parents, as you know, Greeks yes, used to yes. help their parents yep. when they're young. Well, different types of Greeks and Italians. Uh, so my money was was helping. So I would just give it to, to my family, but yes, I would pay the, the mortgage yeah. and, and mm. all of that. Mm. But I wasn't taught about you know, buying properties and what it's like and to be able to buy a house and the different types of opportunities and just so much that I wish I was taught. So basically I fell flat on my face. Right. And so did that, uh, did things kind of spin out of control or were you able to... Yeah, sort of. <laughs> what do you mean sort of? What yeah, happened? well, well, I, I was working and then I ended up... Um, losing that job actually I, I did get um i was working for these people for many many years and till today i want to say i did not steal your products right. <laughs> um but yeah that was pretty a, a full, full on episode but but then i was um just going out mm. i was going out a lot clubbing like nearly four or five days a week um mm. so yeah to just partied and partied and then basically ended up living with my fa um, a friend and her family. And and then it was, yeah, it wasn't really... Then I met my first husband, and that was like a full-on controlling relationship. So I went from one controlled environment to another. The Milky Way looks good in the night skies. The stars open a short for my dark eyes. Complex hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 
the voice of dissent. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Thinking about it, do you think you were looking for that type of relationship? No, no, of course you, not. No, I well, <laughs> well, I understand that, but you know, like yep. you, you went from one, from the same to the same. Yeah, well, I was told that you know, okay. So what I remember being taught growing up was mm-hmm. to uh, I was a, I was a girl, and us girls grow to be women, and we need to get married, and we need to have children, and we need to know how to cook and clean and look after our husbands. Right. That's what I was taught. That's all I knew. Right, and you mm. kind of drifted into that. Yes, and 100%. Mm. Did you have any, any, any children with your first husband? I did. I had two children. Mm. I had two boys. Amazing. They're gorgeous. Absolutely right. gorgeous boys. <laughs> right. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. There's 50% of your DNA in them, so obviously they're gorgeous. Of course. Yeah, obviously, Vicky. You know, anybody with a deep, anybody with a deep belly button actually does have gorgeous children. That's, that's part yeah. and parcel, you know. You know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. of course I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. So how long did that relationship last for? Ten years. Was it difficult to get yourself out of that? Uh, oh, God. I was so weak. Um, at the start, yeah, definitely. I was putting up with a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. I was putting up with, um, look, I wasn't going out anywhere. I was just working. He, he, obviously, his life, he would go out. He would do whatever he wanted. I would drop him off at clubs, pick him up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, basically serving him, you know, mm-hmm. and just working mm-hmm. to make money for myself. Mm. Uh, and obviously cleaning. Look, it's not—it's not—it's not an unusual story during that period. No, people no. have forgotten what it was really like. You know, we kind of yeah. idealised the past, but there were a lot of horrible things about it. And oh. what you described would be a this would be a normal marriage for a lot of migrant women. Yeah, but I refuse to stick it out and live the rest of my life like that, that's the difference. I think, as, as you just said, it would probably come across as the norm, but then as the years go by, I think I feel pretty blessed and lucky that I was able to stand on my own two feet and say, no, you know what, no, I'm not going to live this life. Mm. Mm. I, I deserve more. Well, it's a big decision to make. More. It's a big decision to make with two small children. Very. Mm. Very. So how how hard was it once you left to survive? Oh, my Lord. It was hard because I lived with my dad and mum for two and a half months. That was the hardest part of my whole entire life, no? Because of his strictness, right? Right, although you had two... Remember how strict he was? Although you had two kids. He didn't change. No, no. Like, just because we had grandchildren, he had grandchildren. Mm. Uh, it was really, it was terrible. Um, so I, I did get involved with the community uh, services, um, support services. Right. Uh, with Anglicare, I remember, but they were fantastic. They actually came to see how I was living with my children. And it was really quite funny because in the mornings, my ch- I would make my boys, one was eight months, nine months, sorry. Mm-hmm. And the other one was three and a half. He was pretty full on. 
uh, I'd make them go and sit out where the pergola was and I would sit with them as well and I'd always like shush them, shh, Papu's asleep, don't wake Papu up, he's going to get very angry. Mm. <laughs> Papu means grandfather. Yes. And uh, so that's how it was. And then when those workers, uh, housing workers from Anglia came over, when they saw that, they thought, what the thing is going on here? I'm like, this is no way to live. So I actually got a, um, a unit, like, within two and a half months. Right, so my a, children and I, so my boys and I. Was that a public housing unit or...? A... Yeah, it was, yeah. I got straight in. Straight in. What's, straight in, that's what's, how easy. What suburb? Oh, you ready? Yep. Coburg. Coburg Flats across the road from Pentridge. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So from Gordie to Coburg. Right. That was, was this what like in the early two early twenty first century or? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, in two thousand and five. Oh no, it was in two thousand and two. Oh wow, we're really going back, aren't we? No, not really. That's only twenty years. That's, <laughs> that's nothing. That's, that's nothing, Vicky. Twenty years. 20 years. I'm oh, very serious. In 20 years. That's, that's I'm, I, you're talking to a septuagenarian. You know, oh, wow. Just think about that. Show me some respect. Okay. I'm going to be strict, I think. It's the only All thing right. you respect, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that sure. Yeah. See, a lot of people forget. Look, I, I've been involved with public housing for a long time because right. I, I deal with a lot of people who've got extreme physical disabilities past, post-trauma in my particular profession. Right. And all of them have had had a had a, a reasonable life because of public housing. Otherwise, they would have been stuffed. And that was the yeah. period where the government was spot purchasing. There was a specific drive to spot purchase homes around the community for the yeah. public housing sector. I mean, those days are gone. People would say, "You're on the housing list for two months, and you got housing." They'd fall yeah. over themselves today. And wouldn't, couldn't the good old it. days, right? Well, as far as that was concerned, yes. Yeah. So, yep. so that meant your kids could go to the same school, they had a bit of security, did it? Did you stay there for a while? Oh, I think I was there for two and a half years. Mm. I can't remember uh, exactly, yeah. to be exact. Mm. Uh, a lot, look, a lot has happened in, in my life. Uh, <laughs> the fact that I was so naive when I got out into that real world at such a, you know, basically learning from a, from a newborn at 18, learning as a newborn, that's how it felt. Mm learning about the world so I, and then getting into a relationship like not even a year after I moved out. So I didn't really learn a lot. Um, so I was very naive. I basically, I can't remember exactly what happened. We got a transfer because I just, the area, there was a bit, of, a bit going on with violence and things mm-hmm. like that. And I, and I really, I just could not deal with my, my boys growing up, in, you know, where there's flats and violence and the drugs and all of yeah, that. So yeah. we put in for a transfer and it was pretty, you know, it was pretty legit what mm. I, my concerns were. And so we got transferred to um, an actual three-bedroom house in Melton. That's part of the spot purchasing program? Yep, it was a beautiful home, actually. Mm. A beautiful mm. home. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, jumping ahead, I remarried and, and had a baby girl who's now nearly 16. Mm. Um, but that did not last. That was very violent, that relationship. Mm. Like phys- physical violent, mental. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. Yeah, very controlling. And, and of course, 
I would, I'm the last person you would try and control after coming from a controlling upbringing to a controlling first marriage mm. and then to get married again and have that happen to me again. That was, no, I was not going to do with that. So it was a pretty toxic both ways, to be quite honest, because I would stand up for myself as well. Mm. Look, I, look, I don't want to pry too much, but I'm just wondering. That's fine. Well, you know, you didn't, you didn't tell me it was in your belly button, so you may not answer this question. <laughs> I've got so much thing stuffed in there, like other than fluff that I can just talk about. Right. <laughs> you haven't seen my car that I lost a few days ago. Oh, no, don't no. go there. Is it really bad where you have to, like, you can't put your feet to the ground? <laughs> yeah, look, look, some people would be saying, why has she got herself in these two relationships which ended up so, so tragically? Toxic, yeah. yeah. You got any ideas why? That you're a bit older well, and wiser? Yeah, because of how naive I was. I oh. had no idea. Like, I don't know. I kept getting drawn to nastiness. And, and to be quite honest, even though, you know, of course, everyone says they love their dad, mm. or most people anyway, um, but I know I didn't really say it, but I look at him and how he was and how my upbringing was, and I look back and I think... Far out, I, I wish I had parents that could have taught me about all this stuff. Mm. Um, so I, I, I do believe it wasn't from my parents to going out into the real world. Nobody ever spoke about domestic violence. No one even spoke about how wrong it is, the treatment, and how people, how women are meant to be treated, or men, or anybody. Mm. So I had to learn the hard way, I'd say. And I don't know how I, I basically got sucked in. I got sucked in because. You know, one of them was studying to be a physicist, which ended up being a theoretical physicist and a lecturer. Mm. Um, you know, the second one was well, came from a very well family background, you know, um, mm. great work ethics and everything. And so it, I didn't even imagine it. Mm. So I got that beautiful treatment. I got that treatment of getting treated like a woman. Yes, um, yes. And the love and mm. being called beautiful. Yes. Who doesn't love compliments? Well, that's and I right. think yeah. Well, Kelly, that, Kelly and I were discussing a mutual friend last week or the week before. It was in right. a difficult situation and Kelly said, right. you know, people take an interest in you. They, yeah. You know, they take an interest in you and for the first time in a long time somebody's taking an interest in you and it yep. can be... Difficult to determine what to do. Mm. Let's move on to more savoury conversations. Okay, okay. So during this period, uh, were you on Social Security benefits or were you able to...? Yes, I was. You were, right. Yes, I was, yep. Mm. Yep. And was that enough to survive on? Not enough to be able to take my children to the movies and places and, you know, enjoy life and go Mm. out to restaurants and have something to eat or go on little mini holidays. Right. No, no, it was not. It was just enough to keep body and soul together, was it? Yeah, of course. I mean, we'd sp- like, look, I'd spoil them, but you know what? It was only like either second hand, second hand passed me down from mm. family, or you know, mm. came up. Yeah. And what what did what did the, what did the kids think? Did they think they were missing out, or there was enough love to keep everything together? Um. Well, when they were little, yeah, of course, they were happy because, uh, you know, the love, I suppose, the love and the closeness that my children and I have, because mm. obviously I've, I've brought all three of them up myself. And, 
we were so so close that we would have a we did have a play, they did have a PlayStation and you know uh, basically we'd play games and we'd right. have certain times to bedtime and you know what we we were able to go like a little outing you know mm. it, it was pretty. Mm. We were very, very close. It was later on when it was a total different journey, which we could get into another time. I don't think there's, there's no way we have time right now. No. Or I have time. Um, <laughs> I've got marking to do. No, but, um, yeah, look, they were fine back when they were like that. But they did, as they get older, of course, as soon as they start high school, that's when the, the challenges come in. Yes, look, I haven't got... And the those. judging... I've got those Adidas runners or the uh, latest yeah. Uh, game. Yeah, it's well, very difficult. Yeah, it does start from primary school actually. And and look, if there's something I could change in the world, it would definitely be um, helping people who who are struggling financially and to work with those uh, families and children to be able to make a difference hmm. for, for the children because it's really unfair. Why? To me, I look at it and I think my poor kids or poor other kids they didn't choose to be in that situation. No. No. And nobody should be teased, nobody should be picked on and because of what they were wearing. So I think that really needs to change. What do you think, of the, what do you think about the change in legislation that would have meant that you wouldn't have been in a position to look after your children full-time where the government is now forcing people on single parents' benefits to go to work when their kids turn, I think it's eight? Yeah, uh, is it age? I thought it was six. Okay, it could yeah, be eight. six. Could be six. Yeah, I'm not sure. The exact. No, no, no. I, I think yeah, because eight does also ring the bell. Mm. I, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm terrible, sorry, isn't it? On one hand, you're told rearing children is the most important job in the world, and then the next minute yep. you're told go and get some part-time insecure job somewhere. It's it's stupid. It's, it's ridiculous if you ask me. Mm. And and the reason why is because that money like hardly makes a difference anyway because they go they cut your payments. Yes. They cut your payments anyway when you're making a certain amount, which is which then you're struggling more. Mm. Uh, and and for those parents that have to go work full time, you start paying full full price for everything when you're making a certain wage. It, you know what? It, it's all mumble jumble. It doesn't make sense. And again, that could be another discussion in itself. Yeah, it is. Now, you let us into your life a second ago. You said you had marking to do. What's all this about? What's, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, so, you're not working as a, you know, for a bookie or something, you know? What's... No, you know what? It is never too late, everybody. Never too late. What? Now, what? I, what? what? Never I, too late for what? Anything. Anything. Anything you want to achieve and go for in life. You, okay? I, I don't tell me you, you got a degree in something, did you? Oh, well, not quite, but <laughs> I, I did do my trainer and assessor, so I became a trainer and assessor. A trainer and, and did, Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is there yes. training to become a trainer and assessor, or is it a trainer and yes. assessor for something? A, a trainer, as in training people? Yeah. And an assessor where I assess. Yeah, but that's it. That's that's a trainer and assessor. Well, look, I'm not going to name all the units I had to do for that and how hard it was. Was that was that in a, in a TAFE or, or what? <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was actually at uh, I can't remember the full name. This was back in 2015. Yeah. As you get older, your memory yeah. sort of goes a little bit more. Yeah. What was your name again? Uh, was it Jim? I forgot. <laughs> um, close, close. Close. Vicky. Vicky. Close. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that complex training. Uh, and then I did my diploma of community services 
because I just thought it'd be a great thing to do because I started volunteering since 2011. And that has now, I have been... Hang on, hang on, volunteering? For who? For the local bookie or something? For the peak bodies of the homelessness sector, Council for Homeless Persons. Hang on, peak body for the homeless sector, Council for Homeless. That's right, that's right, yes. What drew you to that? Gosh, that's another story. Uh, so I was living in communal living. Just quickly, I went to complain at Homeless Advocacy Services, which is part of Cancel to Homeless Persons. They had this opportunity. They said, oh, we've got this program where you get to have the say in, in change in the system and government policy and all of this sort of stuff uh, and advocate and do public speaking, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I said, okay, do you get paid for that? And they said, no, it's voluntary. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, I was, But then I thought of it, thought about it for a few minutes because I thought, I do want to make a change. I hate this system. I can't stand the system. And I was very angry, very angry at the time. And so I thought, okay, why not? It's an opportunity to get my voice out there. It's an opportunity to get myself out there and start, you know, learning the other side of the system mm-hmm. and just grow as a person and get myself known for the changes that I want to bring in. So, so why were you so pissed off with the system? Oh, look... I mean, you're 40 then. You're 40. Your life's finished. I was, yeah, yeah. I'm 40. Okay, <laughs> quickly, quickly. Like I said, look, there's, there could be many parts to this, okay? Um, living in crisis accommodation amongst uh, drug dealing and drug use and domestic violence after breaking the cycle of domestic violence uh, caused me to be very, very, very angry and mm. that's where I went and made a complaint because it was actually a domestic violence service that had offered me that so-called safe house. Right. So, yeah, so the system's pretty full-on. Look, people, I actually freak out because I think, wow, people in, in our life and society have got no idea what really happens in the system and how desperately uh, it is needed for fun- with funding, you know. how mm. It's quite sad that the funding, you know, didn't really come across that, should have come across. When was it? When the budget stuff came out last week or the week before? Yeah, um, yeah so basically... Yeah, there's, there's, so there's you're, a lot. You, you're actually, I mean, you, you either get politicised, you want to make yep. changes, or you just give up. And obviously, at 40, exactly. you decided, I've had enough of this shit, I need to change things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to the original question, what I'm doing about the marking. So basically, I, I actually work uh, at an RTO, which is a registered training organisation, uh, ICEA, and they're in the city. I walked out on a job and then an hour later I got a call from ICR and uh, for a position to train the Diploma of Community Services. So basically training our future workers, right, hmm. for, the, for the community sector. Right. So I, I can't remember how I even got in touch and sending my resume. So when I quit that other job, an hour later I got the call from the director here at ICR and asked me to come in for an interview. And when I came in, I got the job, and I've been here ever since, training. Hang on, hang on. I'm a bit concerned here. Why? Divine intervention? One hour, you quit. One hour later, you get the dream job you've been in since then. Yeah. Are are you religiously inclined? Very. But I don't don't always go to church. I was a shop churcher. For some reason, Mm. I find it hard to find a church I'm happy at. Right, so when you, when I say you're religiously inclined, what does that mean? What's your relationship with, you believe in a God, obviously? Yeah, 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 okay, so, okay, yes, I am. So I talk to God. I right. talk to God, and, mm. and I do pray, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Um, 
and I do ask for the spirit to be, you know, worked through me to do the work that is needed done here on earth and show me and give me the visions and whatever it is I need wow. and intuition, all of that, and that's what, how I live. Right, so you've got a personal. You've got, you, you've got a personal relationship with God. You you don't have. That's any, right. You don't have any intermediaries, no priests or, no. or no. imams no. or what. It's just you. No, just right. me and God. Right, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, and 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 God gives you guidance. Of course, hundred percent. That's what I believe. Right. And, now, and that's now what you I believe is what you believe. I'm just interested yeah. in, in, in 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 you know talking about it because a lot of people. May not a lot of people. A lot of people may have a personal interaction with what they believe yep. is a god, and it does have yep. an impact on their lives. Yeah. Weirdly, though, I had uh, when I had COVID uh, not long ago, and my son's girlfriend is Muslim, mm-hmm. and I was really unwell, and she was basically like nearly my son and her were basically you know helping me, trying to make me eat, right. and she actually asked me if she could pray on me. Um, and I, I had no offence to that whatsoever, and I actually got happy, and I said, yeah, of course, of mm. course you can pray, of course you can pray on me, and I actually feel that no matter what religion somebody is, at the end of the day, they pray to God, and it is God they are praying to and speaking to, so yeah. I don't have an issue. To uh, me, God is God. Hmm. Let's go back to the COVID. Yep. Uh, had you been vaccinated? No, I have an exemption. Right. So when you got COVID, you said you got very, very sick. What did that entail? Um, compared to what I normally am, it was very sick. Two days of... I get migraines anyway. Mm-hmm. So for two days, it was just a migraine, like for two days straight, right. and vomiting if I was eating... And if I tried to eat anything, I would vomit. I, I could not. And it just felt like my back was going to detach that day I left from work here in the city. I was dreading going home on transport. Um, but yeah, but other than that, I, I was fine. I was working. Um, so you, you, you didn't get the, you didn't get the respiratory symptoms, the shortness of no. breath, and all that. No, so it was mainly no, I didn't. Problem. So That's yeah, good. but there was a lot of concern out there for me, though, the fact that I wasn't vaccinated. Mm. The family were very concerned. They were scared yeah. because everybody is vaccinated that I know. Mm. Uh, well, there are some that aren't, but mm. they were very scared. They thought, oh, because I'm not vaccinated, especially my mum and dad. They've had all all three. Yes. Uh, they thought I was going to probably die and end up in hospital because, you know, it's, oh, my gosh, she's not vaccinated. She's going to get so sick now. Oh, that's understandable. Um, understandable worry. Yeah. Yes, yes. But, yeah, no, total opposite. I was fine. Yeah, so it's, fine. It's, I'm alive. Yeah. I th- well, <laughs> I don't think I've been talking to a corpse for the last 15 minutes, <laughs> have I? would be freaky, wouldn't it? Well, no. it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I wouldn't call Very. it freaky. I'd call it interesting, you know. Maybe you're somewhere else. You can answer the question. What's it like yeah. in heaven? You know? <laughs> oh, I wish. I yeah. would be so cool. It would be cool, yeah. Um, so this job you're involved in, what do you exactly do? What do you do? What's a, what's a normal day like? Oh, wow. Okay, so... At the moment, I have around 130 students. 130? Um, I do, yes. I love it. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so basically, I, I teach, I have online and I'm also face-to-face mm-hmm. trainer. So, Mondays and Tuesdays, we have classes. So, I actually will, will come in and, and teach class and anybody can obviously sign up to do classes if they have, they've got that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or online. Online is self-paced learning. So basically I answer all questions, emails, phone calls from students that are online and there, and I support them in their learning if they need my assistance and also help, try and help get them into work placement out in community uh, centres where I can. And the same with the face-to-face students. It is different though, face-to-face learning. It is very interesting. Um, I absolutely love it. My students are happy. They love it. They learn a lot. And then I just, I also mark as well. Mm. Well, you've got the personality. You've got the personality to be a teacher. You know, you're outgoing. Thank you. you know, you've got that personality. Yeah. You're interested. A lot of teachers just go through the motions. No, I love it. I, I love my students. I really do. I love my job. And, mm. you know, when new students come on, to be quite honest, the face-to-face students, I'll probably feel maybe a bit nervous coming into class. But once they've done one class with us, you know what, they're fine. They love it. they there's never been regret from students that have joined um, here at ICR with us, so that's what makes it interesting. I think a little uh, Joe, a little birdie told me that Vicky may have um, produced some kind of um, manual or booklet based on her experience as a trainer and lived experience. Would that be right, Vicky? Hundred percent, Kelly. I, I actually published a book, yes, on Amazon. There you go, Joe. It's never too late. See, I even published a book. Well, what's it called in case anybody wants to read it? <laughs> so it's through, uh, so I published it uh, on Amazon and mm. it's called A to Z Handbook Community Services mm. Working with Vulnerable People in Our Society by Vicky Vacondio. That's it. It's too long. Time is too long. Very long. Yeah. Well, then. It's not, it's not sexy enough, Amazon. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. Well, they'll have to use my name. You yeah, the, God in your life today. Yeah, but the it's great the thing deal. about having a book with a note, they'll think it's an academic uh, book and you can charge more. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, now, wow. in the last few yes. minutes, yes. you've got a lot of experience. You've yes. done the hard yards. You're trying to yes. change things. Yes. Now, just in case there is a listener to this program, do you right. have any advice, especially to younger people, about how to get the most out of life? Yes, always believe in yourself and always be confident and know that you were not born into this world to please other people. So do what makes you happy and you know that you can achieve anything you want to achieve in this life. And it's never, ever too late to go back and study if you have left school. Make sure you go back and study. It's probably one of the best choices you make. Right. Because I didn't realise how amazing my life would be once I did this diploma I'll tell you what it's, it's changed a lot mm-hmm. how well I'm more grounded I'm wiser I know so much more <laughs> than mm. what I ever did like 20 yeah. years ago I the, the, you know and I still learn every day I even learn from my students this is why I love having students as well and they all learn from each other mm. so yeah get out there get out there and follow your dreams and ne- never let anybody tell you you cannot do it for goodness sake, I was a school dropout. I published a book. I'm a trainer. Like, honestly, anything is possible. You want it, you chase it. Sometimes. Sometimes. I want to rule the world. I don't think that's possible. Well... You know, you need to be realistic in your goals, don't you? Yeah, unless you're God, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, know. I don't know anyone else that rules the world. Who? <laughs> what about the Queen? No, 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 not anymore. You no. don't think so? No, 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 no. The people I've spoken to who wanted to rule the world, they're all in hell, so it doesn't, doesn't seem... Well, there you go. It's not, a, right, good, well, it's not a good thing to do. But, but look, well, really, a lot of people okay. try. A lot of people... Realistic goals. 
okay? Yeah. Did goal, smart goal. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Not ruling the world, Joe. Sorry. I, sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. Because everybody talks about Yeah, because you just sound like one of those US, <laughs> one of those US you know, things. You can do whatever you like. You can become Prime Minister. Blah, 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 blah. And well, you thought, hang on, hang on. You can. I do believe if somebody really wants to become the Prime Minister, they can. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he was only governor of California. Close. He could never be president because he wasn't the US. Close. He wasn't born in the US. But it was close, wasn't it, Governor? Still very close. Yeah, look, big. look at his life after that. Not good, not good. <laughs> I haven't seen it. All right, well, okay, how can I put it then? Let me reword it. Yes. If you are interested in achieving something like publishing a book or going back to studies, even if you're older and you're questioning it, know that you can achieve it. How does that sound? Sounds I felt great. like I was reading a horoscope then. No, well, you were. Now, Vicky, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. I think you're you're a great Australian. Thank you. Despite your Greek background, you're a great Australian. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I think you is a, a shining example of what happens when people start becoming active and you know think I do have the capacity to change things, and that's what we're here at Three CR about. It's about getting people to become active. It doesn't matter what area. Yep. And uh, I think you've done well. You've got wonderful children. You've had bad experiences. You seem to have uh, mm-hmm. reconciled with your family. That's wonderful with your yep. parents. And um, as you grow older... Thank you, Joe. You either grow wiser or more stupid, and you've grown much wiser, which is oh, wonderful. I have, and I'm so excited about that. And if anybody wants to come and study and join our classes, feel free to. You'll love it. You can be a community <laughs> service worker. Where do they go? Where do they go? Come on, give us a website. They would need to ring ITHEA. I-T-H-E-A. Yes. So ICR, so com, and they will find it. It's a training organisation. They don't necessarily have to, look, you don't have to be my student. There are other trainers in different courses. Yeah, but they're, not as, they're not as good. They're not as <laughs> good. Ask, ask for Vicky. Ask for Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. Look after yourself. No and you, as I said before, you've done wonders. All the best. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. Strike to win.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.